Well, hello, everyone. This is John Byrne with Poets and Quants. Welcome to Business Casual, our weekly podcast. We're going to talk about a big controversy that's in the news right now. We broke the story of Poets and Quants. It's an analysis by Anjani Jain, the Deputy Dean of Yale School of Management on the latest Business Week ranking of uh, MBA programs. He pulled apart all the numbers and put them into an optimization model. And lo and behold, found that he could not replicate their ranking if he used the exact weights on five indexes that they use to measure the quality of an MBA experience. In fact, if he runs the analysis on the weights that they provide and state in their methodology, 79 of the 84 schools that would be ranked would have a different rank. And some of the schools would have dramatically changed rankings. One glaring example, Wharton. Wharton, which already was ranked ninth in the Business Week ranking, would actually fall to 28 if the proper weights uh, were accorded based on this analysis by Anjani Jane. Now, I should point out that Business Week is saying that Anjani's analysis is incorrect. It's inaccurate. He can't possibly attempt to replicate the data without having the raw scores as opposed to the scores that they actually published online and in the magazine. Anjani argues that it doesn't make any difference if the actual scores published in the magazine and online are truly reflective of the raw scores. It doesn't matter whether you have the raw scores or not. Caroline, what do you make of this? Yeah, I agree that it looks very dodgy indeed, and that um, Business Week has not responded very clearly to, to the challenges. So definitely looks very suspicious. And I think that, you know, they're trying to perhaps make some excuses now and and close the discussion, but it, it definitely looks like something is amiss here, which is which is very concerning. Yeah, no, exactly. And now, Maria, I know, well, all three of us are skeptical of these rankings to begin with. If you've listened to our podcast in the past, you know that. And we had a whole podcast not long ago devoted to the Bloomberg Business Week ranking, where we kind of tore it apart. But Maria, what's your take on all this? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think, you know, of all of the rankings, Bloomberg Business Week has always been the one that kind of has these wild swings back and forth. And I think it's because it's, my impression is that it's a very subjective ranking. And so if you if you organize a bunch of people together and you say, okay, guys, Business Week's going to be reaching out to you. And it's really important that you say that our academic experience was the best thing in the world, because that's how they that's how they rank, whether or not it's a good academic program. You know, I, I don't think that that's necessarily I don't think that you should rank a business school based on a popularity contest solely on you know, people's opinions or what if a bunch of you know graduates are grumpy in a particular year. And I, I don't know. I just I don't feel that I, I do think that there should be some emotional component. Right. Are you happy you went to the school? Uh, something like that. But I don't think that so much of it should be so qualitative. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that I think there's just something fundamentally wrong with Business Week's how they've been doing this anyway. And so even if they, if they had like, let's say, let's say as if, if what um, deputy Dean Jane is saying is correct. And they did, they got these weird results, like super weird results. And they were like, Oh no, like, Oh, this doesn't look good. So we need to kind of, you know, mix things up a little and make, change it around. 
um, you know, even if that's true, the fact that they, they are getting such weird results, that should be a signal to them as an organization, like, wait a minute, this is weird. Like, is this, you know, one school in Texas, does it really have the best academic experience? I'm sure it's a great academic school, but is it really the best? Like maybe, maybe we should look inward and, and with, with a bit of maturity and say, hmm, if, if, you know, maybe, maybe our own ranking isn't very, our own methodology is not that great. I will say as a side note, and I, should, I, I think that's that in context of what you just said, Marie, if I may. Marie is referring to the fact that under the uh, Business Week surveys of uh, students, UT Dallas is number one in terms of their learning category, which seems pretty uh, surprising. I'm, I'm sure I'm like, GT Dallas, I'm sure it's an amazing school. I'm sure. Yeah. But come on, like the number one learning for analysis. Uh, come on. And so like even when they first get that data back, even before they, they move to analyze it and before they move to do all these, you know, machinations and, and you know, this sort of Cirque du Soleil twisting themselves into a pretzel to try to get the to try to claim that their methodology works. Like maybe internally they should be like, maybe our, maybe our methodology is kind of lousy because this doesn't really pass the, the test. Although I will say just as a side note for all of this, I, you know, I, if I were business week, I would sort of snarkily point out that, Hey, uh, Jane, when you redo it, it just so happens that your own school uh, jumps up four points uh, four four places. And it just so happens that Yale is now again in the top 10, huh? <laughs> right? Like that's convenient. Um, especially because we know, like, I think, I think we, we might've mentioned uh, at some point before in one of our conversations that I think Yale in particular has been really trying to game the rankings or, or you know, to increase the rankings these past several years, you know, anecdotally, I've seen a, a much bigger emphasis on GMAT scores at Yale, for example, than I did 15 years ago. Um, so, you know, it's, it's like, if I were business week, I would, I would sort of reply uh, with that. But regardless of where you stand on this, this is, this is like, get out the popcorn and just like read this, read this article, go to Poets and Quants like right now, because it is, it is such great. It's such compelling reading. Although I don't remember what a Z score is to save my life. And, um, but you know, like, I, you know, the other thing that's great is that really just like Jane's writing is so awesome. I love my favorite phrase that he uses is it's a deceitful canard. I really, as a society, we don't use the term canard enough. And I, I, for one, applaud Deputy Dean Jane for his wonderful writing, which has just been a delight to read, yes. even if I don't understand the statistics behind it. Yeah, his, his response to Business Week uh, is, is really wonderful reading. He, he calls Business Week statement disingenuous uh, and nonsensical, and yes, a canard, <laughs> among other things. Uh, and then there's all the analysis, which, you know, some of it is above my uh, pay grade in my head. And I never had the benefit like you two of taking statistical courses. So while you two may know everything in, about this, including the difference between a normalized score and a Z-score, I had don't have a clue. <laughs> Now, don't, you know, don't look here. Yeah. <laughs> now, again, I need to, to point out that, you know, I, I'm the culprit who originally created the MBA ranking back in 1988. But I want to add some context here. I mean, the ranking has changed dramatically. Back when I did it, it was a simple customer satisfaction survey that measured the satisfaction of the latest graduating class and the employers uh, who hired them. That's it. Simple. And, and it was uh, clean in that way and pure because it was so simple. 
And I had hired a PhD in statistics who ended up becoming the president of CUNY, the um, college system in New York, to be my consultant to make sure that we were doing the right things. And, you know, I think a lot of these ranking organizations uh, put the fear of God in, in business schools to report correct data and not to interfere with any surveys of student opinions that they may do. It's also incumbent on them to have transparency, to operate with full integrity, and, and to provide the data that would actually allow for a more rigorous analysis of uh, the results. And of course, that's not happening here. The big question is, uh, is it, is it a, just a fight, an, uh, an interesting, entertaining fight uh, that we can sit by the sidelines with a bag full of popcorn and enjoy? Or does this fight really matter? Caroline? Well, the, the, the rankings do carry weight, right? Um, people pay a lot of attention to them for better or for worse. From, you know, from prospective students who are thinking about where to apply, um, to recruiters, um, to faculty who are looking at you know, which schools they want to work at. Um, it, it does have a, have a broad impact. And so you know, they, they have some responsibility here to you know, respond more clearly to, to the claims, I think. Yeah, that's really true. And, and it sh- it, it's worth pointing out that there's only one of the five major rankings that actually does audits of school-provided information, and that's the Financial Times. And I believe that they audit programs every three years. And I got to, you know, tip my hat uh, off to them for actually going to that extra step to ensure more integrity by the schools, <laughs> because obviously the schools are under significant pressure, uh, you know, to, to push numbers in their favor, no matter what they are. Yeah. You know, but to your point, you know, rankings are consequential. They do matter. You know, two years ago, uh, Association of International Graduate Admissions Consultants, we call that AGAC, I know Maria is a member, uh, surveyed MBA applicants, uh, and out of nearly 2,000 responses, here's what they found. They found that nothing mattered more in school selection than rankings and reputation, two factors that, let's face it, have largely become inseparable. So when you ask the applicants what were the top factors influencing specific choice of schools? 63% of them cited rankings with an equal, equal number of citing reputation. Now, this is, now I'm going to state a fact that's going to enrage a lot of the faculty who listen to our podcast. That means, according to this um, survey of applicants, that applicants value rankings three times more in selecting a program than faculty quality. Faculty quality got 21%. The cost of the program got 23%. GMAT or GRE scores attained, meaning it affects where you apply, 27%. Think about that. 63% said ranking, 63% said reputation. They both go hand in hand. It's kind of remarkable, frankly. And then when GMAC uh, surveys its folks, uh, and they did so in 2021, uh, earlier this year, they found that rankings was a key information resource for researching uh, programs. 45% of domestic MBA applicants said it was. 49% of international MBA applicants uh, said it was. So, it, you know, it's clear that uh, these 
rankings sway people one way or the other uh, because they do affect your impression of brand. And this is particularly true when you get by, when you get past Harvard, Stanford, and Wharton. And then you start getting into the other schools, which after all, uh, enroll and, and get applications from far greater numbers of people than uh, the combined numbers at Harvard, Stanford, and Wharton, uh, where I, I think no matter what the rankings are, it really doesn't matter because people won't believe that they're ranked poorly. No one's going to believe Wharton's current rank of nine in Bloomberg Business Week, and no one would believe the reconstituted ranking, which shows Wharton is number 28. So it doesn't matter for those schools. But it matters for everybody else, pretty much. And then you you have this sense that, look, uh, you know it matters because people cheat. Uh, next month, the former dean of Temple University's business school is actually going on trial in federal court uh, for allegedly cooking the books and providing fraudulent data to U.S. news that allowed um, his online MBA program to be ranked number one for four consecutive years. And um, this is a criminal indictment. It's the first time the government has actually gone after a school and its dean uh, for alleged fraud, which is pretty darn remarkable. And that trial is going to be getting the Philadelphia courtroom, I believe, in the second week of, August, of November. Sorry. But Marie, when you chose a school, you weren't thinking about rankings, were you? Because you went to Harvard. <laughs> no, you know, it's, it's funny. I, you know, I, I was, I basically looked at like people I admired and where they had gone to school. And then also I, I looked at people that I didn't like so much. And a lot of them all randomly, perhaps coincidentally, had all ended up going to another well-known school. And so I was like, well, that makes my, that helped me narrow it down pretty considerably. And yeah, actually, I, I believe at the time Wharton, I mean, Harvard has always been obviously because it's Harvard, but Wharton at the time, like my, I was, I was living in Asia and my boss was like, well, Wharton's a better school. Right. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I think, you know, Wharton is, has, is sort of famous worldwide uh, for being like the business school. And so, you know, it wasn't, I don't, I don't even know if I looked at the ranking. I, I, I we've talked in the past about why, why we chose our respective schools. But I, 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 the people around me were at least my my boss at the time was like, oh, I thought Wharton was the better. I'm surprised that you're taking Harvard instead. So, you know, but they were just such different programs that I chose the one that I thought was best for me. So I don't know. I, I, I it's a shame because I, I do think that it's it's interesting. Like the the three of us have spent so many years in this space, and we've seen not just the fluctuations in the rankings, but we've seen you know, clients or people that we've, we've interviewed or anyone like that who, who goes to different programs and they, many of them have wonderful career outcomes, really regardless of whether they go to a school that, you know, one year is ranked second and the next year is ranked seventh. And so we can see that the rankings themselves in terms of outcome for your life don't really matter a ton, but every year people coming fresh into this process, it's a fresh batch of people every single year. And so it's brand new to them. And so it's understandable that the rankings is the first place they would look. And I guess it's understandable that they would place a lot of weight on it. It's just sort of a shame that that we can't sort of transmit our collective wisdom into their brains and feel like it's not, <laughs> it's nice, but it's not the be all and end all of the experience. That's really true. And, you know, uh, Caroline, obviously you picked NCI because you wanted a far more international global experience and that's what you got there. Yeah. NCI is 
great uh, school with a terrific MBA program and has been for a very long time. Um, I'm sure rankings didn't come into the picture for you either. No, they, they didn't. I don't remember consulting the rankings, but I think people, it's something that's sort of in the background, right? People are aware of them. Um, and, you know, I know that it does create a reaction. So you know, I, I've seen that when I was working at INSEAD, that when the school went up in the rankings, you know, stakeholders would get very excited. And when the school went down in the rankings, they'd be knocking on the dean's door and wanting explanations. So, <laughs> so it, it does, people do take notice, right? Even people who know these schools incredibly well, you know, alumni, donors, et cetera, they do, they do keep an eye on these things and um, they, they want to understand what's going on. So, so um, even though, you know, you may know a school very well and appreciate its value, regardless of what, what you know, particular publication says, um, people are aware of the impact that the rankings have on other people. So, um, you know, the, the influence that that has and they, they care about it's the sort of public reputation of the schools. And so, you know, I do think these the rankings do have sort of, you know, disproportionate influence, unfortunately. Absolutely. Well, uh, no matter how this plays out, meaning will Business Week ultimately concede that it made an error uh, or uh, will it never do that? And <clears throat> the argument will just be out there. I think the one good uh, outcome of all this is that it makes us uh, do exactly what we should be doing, treating these lists more skeptically, uh, looking at them probably more for entertainment value than than uh, for uh, the reality that this school is number three and that school is number five and the other school is number eight. Um, again, I'll always say, you know, the benefit of a ranking is generally the underlying data that comes with it. And, you know, without rankings, I don't think we would have had uh, the kind of disclosures that we've seen in the last quarter of a century, where you know what the average GMAT of an entering class is, you know, the average GPA, the number of years of work experience, you know what the outcomes are going to be in terms of average salary, signing bonus, percentage of people who have a job offer at graduation and three months later. These are all stats that often go into rankings uh, and they are public because um, the rankings exist. And I think that's a positive thing for people to help uh, make informed decisions about where to go. Meantime, pop your popcorn, uh, sit in your sofa and uh, read all the stories in Poets and Quants and the back and forth between Bloomberg Business Week and Anjani Chain um, and uh, make up your own mind. That's all, makes sense. All right, uh, Maria. Caroline, thank you so much again for your wisdom and your smarts. This is John Byrne with Poets and Quants. You've been listening to Business Casual. Mm -hmm.